For years, Minky Couture has been donating blankets to NICUs across the country. Owner Sandy Henry's grandson was born at 30 weeks, and she placed a mini blanket in her grandson's incubator. We want to help other NICU families with the Heart of Minky program. For every adult-sized blanket purchased, Minky Couture will donate a mini-sized blanket to NICUs across the nation. Thanks to you, we can fulfill our dream to blanket the world. Welcome to Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Join us in a sex-positive awakening adventure to help create a sex-positive world. Become part of a movement and start living a sex-positive lifestyle free of sexual shame and guilt. Adult Bedtime Stories is a Raven Slayer production. Adult Bedtime Stories is a show dedicated to bringing sacredness back to our sexuality and to learn about everything sexual. Allow the beautiful sexy creature within you to emerge. Each week the focus of the show will be on a different sexual topic designed to enlighten you so you develop more fully as a sexual being. This is a sex education that you didn't receive in high school, but should have. Imagine for a moment that we could change the world and live a sex-positive lifestyle. In our sex-negative world, the process of socialization teaches us to feel shame and guilt around sex. By adopting a new set of attitudes and values around sex, we can view sex with a new understanding, which is accompanied with positive emotions and the attitude that sex is a sacred act. I am Lady Boy Chi, a sex expert, a life coach, and a sacred harlot. My life vision is to create a sex-positive world through adult education and BDSM performance art. Hello and welcome. I am Ladyboy Gigi, and I have Paul with me tonight. Hey, guys. <laughs> and you're listening to Adult Bedtime Stories. And our topic tonight is on mindfulness. And I first came across this concept when I watched a film about a German guy that did a lot of masturbation. <laughs> and it was called Mindful Masturbation. It was really quite incredible. He would go all day and evening and night just pleasuring himself and edging an orgasm and really raising that erotic energy to heights that pretty phenomenal. I mean, he did this daily. I thought, I've got to check this out. So I started practicing it, not quite in the same vein as him because I was working at the time and couldn't devote 24-7, <laughs> so to speak, but 
but I did discover that it did help me become more focused and mindful of my body and become more fully present with myself. And I discovered it bled over into other parts of my day that once I started reaching that headspace, that mindset, it really changed my life in a way where I became more aware and more focused of the present. And before, it was kind of like I was always kind of concerned about the future and dwelling on past stuff and rarely, really living in the present fully. And so mindful masturbation kind of brought me to this space where all of a sudden I became more aware of my body and the present and really fully with myself. And it's really a matter of focus, but it was through pleasure and reaching that higher consciousness that I think we reach when we reach higher states of ecstasy, our headspace changes, our mindset changes. And we become fully aware at a different level. It's not like our day-to-day -day life. I'm going to let Paul add in here. I've experimented with mindfulness for a good portion of my life. When I was younger and through my first spiritual awakening, it was a big part of my life to be mindful and to notice things. I would do things like count all of the different trees I would pass by in a day, or I would set these little tasks for myself. I was telling Gigi earlier, I've started doing that again, like I'll count the number of times I hear him light a cigarette in the other room, or the number of times a day I have to wash my hands or pick something arbitrary. And by giving myself these little exercises, it makes me more aware of everything in my life. And one of the big places I find it is a help. I know I've discussed on this podcast before my journey for understanding my emotions and noticing when I'm not feeling well and thinking why I'm not feeling well at any given time. And mindfulness has really helped me to discover how I'm feeling at any given time. And I've noticed it helps me emotionally, it helps me spiritually, it helps me with forgetfulness and things like that. There are so many different benefits that I get from mindfulness. Yeah. And I think for me, one of the things that really brought me to was this, and I'd like to talk about this a little bit, it's this concept of states of consciousness and where we're at mentally. And during my usual day-to-day -day activities, I'm more in the 
logical part of my brain, calculating, figuring out, solving problems, and doing work and tasks. And sometimes I'm doing some uh, enjoyable activities like woodworking and sculpting and I'm starting on some music lessons now and really kind of focusing in on doing creative things. And that puts you in a different headspace than the rational side. All of a sudden you get those creative juices going and it's like a transformation occurs in our consciousness. And for me, there is a big shift of consciousness when we reach a state of heightened ecstasy through sexuality. It's like all of a sudden the world transforms again. And I know that when I often, well, daily I do my erotic affirmations each day, and I'll start out just touching my body, raising that erotic energy. And I become focused in, and I start forming a genital heart connection, becoming aware of my heartbeat, and I can feel it through my cock and as it gets hard, and I'm feeling the energies flowing through my body. And I'll start stroking myself very slowly at first and just raising that energy, awakening the kundalini. And as I raise that energy, it becomes a whole different state of consciousness. I can feel the shift occur. It's like all of a sudden I'm more fully present, I'm more focused on the pleasures that I'm raising in my body and staying with the pleasure and edging. I'll bring myself really close to an ejaculation or even an orgasm, non-ejaculatory orgasm. And then I'll slow down and feel the texture of my skin, feel the amazing shape and feeling of my cock as I play with it, touch it lightly, and explore it. And I become so focused in. It's really the pleasure that staying with that pleasure and letting it build up to these intense levels where I feel like, oh, I'm going to come any second. <laughs> but staying with it and really bringing my consciousness to higher and higher levels of awareness of my body and and how it's feeling and and it becomes this kind of almost frenzied feeling within as i get really really close to the edge and all of a sudden that shift occurs and all of a sudden i'm I'm just riding waves of pleasure, and I kind of lose perspective of anything in the future or past. I'm fully in the moment. And I remember comparing that to Buddhist monks who practice meditation for years and years, 
to achieve that state. And then when I get it even a little bit further, it's like this sense of being part of it all, being connected to everything kind of sets in when you reach those higher levels. And it's really incredible where you can go with this stuff. I know for me, since I started training under you, what happens for me is I'll start to raise my sexual energy and I'll get more and more into my body and I'll take it slow and start doing tantric circles on my body around my erogenous zones and I'll slowly start to raise that sexual energy and I'll get more into the energy of my cock and I'll raise the sexual energy and I'll raise it up to the point where I'm feeling really, really good. And then I will shift my focus from my cock to where the rest of my body is and be aware of the rising and the falling of my chest and the breath that's going in and out of me and on the goosebumps that are running up my arms and legs and feel the individual hairs start to, to raise. And I will feel the warmth of my body and of different body parts. And I will feel the, when I'm getting really into it, I start to sweat and I can almost feel like individual sweat glands releasing juices and pheromones. I'll, I'll take a deep inhalation through my nose and I'll notice how my body smells and smell those, those uh, pheromones start to come out of me. And I will go in back and forth between focusing in on how my cock feels and then how the rest of my body feels and shift it back and forth and I'll get close to the edge and I'll want to come so bad and then I will shift my focus back onto the rest of my body and I'll move my hands further away from my genitals and stimulate different parts of my body and go back and forth for a really, really long time. And it it's really, really incredible. And it's a much fuller experience of, of pleasure than you get out of regular masturbation. It is a touch with the divine. You feel your spiritual body and your emotional body and your physical body all get to this hired state and it's it's really incredible one of the things that i really love about going there is just this sense of connection with all with the universe and this sense of connection with the energy and I've had out-of-body experiences doing this stuff, and I really have reached a point where I 
get a sense of the divine, not just outside of me as some deity, but within too. It's getting in touch with our higher self, our higher consciousness, the divine energy within each of us. And we are energy beings within a physical body. And I wanted to do this show tonight because a lot of times we talk just about the sex part, but this is one of the places sex can take you if you do the practice. And it takes time. I mean, it's not something you just try once and it's there. <laughs> it's a, I mean, you can get pretty amazing results even on the first time. I certainly did. But when you stick with it and practice it on a daily basis, all of a sudden, it, like I said, it seeps into other parts of your life. When I get into creative mode, I become more aware. I become more creative and more in tune with my intuition. Being able to kind of know, not logically, but through another way of knowing. And it's an amazing experience to kind of put things together in a way that doesn't make much sense logically, but it makes perfect sense at that intuitive, kind of heartfelt level. For me, it helps me to enhance things that I normally think of as mundane. When I start focusing on being mindful of myself and the actions I'm doing and not doing things automatically but with intention. When I'm eating something and I make it a point to chew slowly and taste the flavors wash over my tongue and the feeling of it going down my throat. Or it can be something simple like doing dishes. When I get in that mode where I'm not just going through the motions, but I'm paying attention to how the plate underneath the sponge feels and seeing the suds wash over it, things like that, it really transforms my life. Like I've been doing a lot of work outside and in the backyard there's several trees and I take them for granted, but I've started to look at them and notice the shape of each of the trees. As I'm doing work and I feel my muscles working and feel them burning and the task that I'm doing right now is something that takes a fair amount of precision and I'm lining things up and seeing the lines just right. And when I change that perspective of what I'm doing and I do it with intention and I do it mindfully, it transforms it from being this mundane task that I have to do to being part of my life and part of this rich tapestry that is my life. And 
I think that a lot of times people get stuck in a rut where they're doing the same thing day in, day out, and it gets kind of boring living that way. But when you realize that in everything that we do, there is magic, like it's amazing that as humans, we are capable of doing things. We often get tired and like have to commute. But like the fact that we are able to drive cars, the fact that we have cars, that someone figured out how to make an engine work, that people have spent tens of thousands of hours to build the roads that we drive on. And the work that goes into everything around us, and it was people doing that. It really is beautiful. It's a miracle that we often take for granted. And I'm trying to not do that so much. I think for me, and I know that this whole thing around mindfulness, it's a little different for everybody. It'll take you different, and it's different for me over time. It takes you different places. And that's part of the beauty of it is that once you reach this kind of state of mind, it transforms the world and it creates a whole new perspective in life. It's like for a long time I kind of had a job and got into the routines and it was just kind of this daily thing that I did every day, trying to, thinking, oh, in the future I'll have X, Y, and Z. <laughs> I'll make enough money to do and enjoy life. And I always put enjoying life off into the future. And I think that's part of what mindfulness does, is it brings us back to the present. Instead of putting off enjoying life till X, Y, we achieve X, Y, and G, we experience the beauty and the joy of the present. And it's not something off in the future, it's something here and now. And that's why I'm such a big advocate of doing erotic affirmations each morning, raising my sexual energy each day, because it brings me to such pleasure and joy to get into that state. And it's just this amazing journey into really becoming more in tune with life, with the rhythms of life. Often when we get caught up in routines and are living in the past or the future, we miss out on the rhythm of life, that heartbeat of life. And I think that's part of what mindfulness is all about, is really taking joy in the present and really enjoying life at a fuller, deeper level. I very much agree. I think that it's really powerful to really 
pay attention to what you're doing every day. And if you start shifting your focus and you find that you're still not enjoying it, that is an opportunity to change what you're doing because there's no guidebook that we've been given. If you truly aren't enjoying your life when you try to embrace it, it's a good sign that there's a shift that you need to make in your life and no one can tell you what that change is. And I find a lot of the times when I'm stuck in a rut and I look to changes, I used to try to make these huge, big life transformations all at one time. And it was exhausting and it was tiring. And it it often felt like I was hitting my head against a brick wall. And then I shifted my focus to making smaller changes, doing something different each day, looking for the thing that was going to shift my perspective. And a lot of times when my perspective has shifted, it has been small incremental changes, and it hasn't been me dramatically changing the way that my life looked, but how I looked at my life. And it might be something small, like I had a period of time where I wanted to learn math, and so I started studying math, and I got a lot out of it. I used to have friends who knew how to cook really well. And I always thought like, oh, I wish I could cook like this person. And then I sat down with them and learned how to cook a few things and came up with some recipes that I really liked making. And it's been these small incremental changes that have really changed my life for the better. And I think that if you take the time to notice where you feel an emptiness, that doing that can help you find the thing that might be the key to finding the next step in your path to having a better life. I think part of what you're talking about is finding your passions. And it's not just one. I mean, my main passion is sex. <laughs> but I have many different passions that I pursue. And it's through this act of raising myself, my consciousness to a mindful state, that I started discovering many of my passions in life. Everything from sculpting to photography to working with people doing temple work, working with the sacred sexuality and learning more about how we connect with each other at a physical, sexual, and spiritual level. I know that a lot of my work in Aphrodite's temple is basically focused in on helping people connect to this amazing energy. And I know that there's a time in my life when I felt very lonely. I didn't have a girlfriend or a boyfriend, and I was so horny 
all the time. <laughs> and I didn't realize that I was equipped to take care of all that solo. To be able to pleasure myself at heights I didn't even dream were possible back then. And it's not to say that I wanted to replace having a girlfriend or boyfriend. And basically, we've been talking about doing raising sexual energy solo, but it can also be done with the partner. And you can play with it and work each other up to a frenzy <laughs> and just work the energy. But I do suggest start with solo. Know your body first and let your partner or partners start with themselves first because you really need to know your body really fully before you start working with another person with this stuff. And then when you do, that can be so amazing too. I know that a while back, a couple of years ago, we did a, a pretty long edging session. And it was just incredible working with another person and having them participate in this was amazing and good. And I've done this several times with many partners over the years. It's really incredible to have another person feel that energy raising up and in you. And, and you can have one person be the focus or both people can work together to raise each other's energy. There's many different approaches. And when you get to that point of just everything, every cell in your body screaming to orgasm, and you take it just a little notch further, it's like, and then you finally bring yourself to an orgasm, it becomes what I would call a super orgasm. It is just incredible where it takes you. It's, it's, there's no words to really describe, but I know Paul's experienced it some, and I've definitely experienced it. It opens up a whole new level of a consciousness. It opens up a whole new way of being in this world of a whole new perception, and it can really transform your entire life and every other facet. Yeah, I know when I started working on this, like the amount of change that I've discovered through being really mindful when I raise sexual energy is so powerful because I, I used to have a problem with premature ejaculation and it was pretty difficult for me to last more than a few minutes and when i shifted my focus away from the goal of orgasm and when i started doing things like pc muscle exercises to build up my, my stamina, and I started realizing that there were different levels of 
aroused and that it's not a linear like you go the notches one through ten and then you get to ten and have an orgasm like for me i'll get real close to orgasm and then bring it back down to a three and then build up to a five and then let it linger to a four and then go up to a seven and then bring it back down to a six and then get to 9.75 and pull myself back from that edge and go back to nine and then simmer between eight and nine for a while and then going back and forth and up and down and also not really focusing on a 9.5 is better than an 8.5, but enjoying every different level of arousedness for what it is and understanding that each step in the, the ladder is its own unique gift and when I started to discover this and started to play around with this, it it really did change my life a lot. And you kind of touched on part of it is in our culture, our focus is on achieving the goal of orgasm. And so much can kind of backfire taking that approach. All of a sudden, performance issues arise and all kinds of, am I doing it right? And all this negative mind talk can kind of creep in when you have the goal of orgasm. But when you shift to the goal of just enjoying the pleasures of the journey towards orgasm and maybe not even reaching orgasm because there's been times when I'll edge for off and on for a week or more. And it's just tuning into the pleasures and focusing in on the pleasures of sex that can really awaken a whole new part of yourself. And all of a sudden, it doesn't matter if you stay hard or soft or if you accidentally come. Oh, that's okay. Oops. <laughs> Let's go again. <laughs> and all of a sudden, it's like the performance is out the window. It doesn't, it's not a problem anymore. It's all about what brings you pleasure and learning how to really pleasure yourself to higher and higher levels and reaching higher and higher levels. And on that note, we're already halfway through the show. It's time for station break. <laughs> and I'd like to remind people that for this month of October, we're going to be doing Temple Live at a couple of private pagan campgrounds and I'm so looking forward we haven't done temple live since the pandemic started <laughs> and I'm really looking forward to being back in temple again working one-on-one -on -one with people and we still have to do some social distancing and we're going to be focusing more on solo pleasures and maintaining social distancing 
except for people that are living in the same household and then partners can play together if they want to but but pretty much maintaining some safety around the whole pandemic issues we won't be running Aphrodite's temple for October virtually but if you're interested in joining us if you live in the Texas area you can come still get tickets to one of the organizations and join us live at temple check on our website it's ladyboytemple.com to explore and see where you can go. And if you can't make it to Temple Live, you can come in November and join us for Temple virtually again. <laughs> but this, for October, we will be out at the festivals during the usual time slot for Aphrodite's Temple. Anything you want to add to Station Break? Yeah, if you're in the Texas area and you want to check out the the festival that we're going to be running Temple at, you go to ladyboytemple.com, and then there's a tab that says Events, and then you click on Events, and the one that still has tickets is labeled ESP, and you can click there and then go to the the website for the earth spirit people that's out where where in texas is that it's near red rock texas <laughs> the other thing i'd like to remind people of during station break is that we do have two other websites to check out ravenslayerleather.com and my sex coaching website, which is ggwilbur.com. That's two G's, W-I-L-B-U-R.com. And so, back to our programming. <laughs> We've been talking about mindful masturbation and mindful sex. And I'd like to kind of shift a little bit because we've been talking from more of a male perspective. Fortunately, I'm a little bit both male and female, and sometimes I do my erotic masturbation with my female side, and I start stimulating the female parts, and that's a whole different kind of experience. And I know that for females, you too can enjoy the amazing journey through raising energy and reaching close to orgasm and backing off. And, and it's so difficult to do. I've got, well, I know I've done it on my feminine side because I am able to have both male and female orgasms. I was born intersex. I have some of the female equipment inside my body. And I'm able to stimulate. It's a little harder to stimulate because of the surgeries that were done. And I did have some nerve damage from the surgeries. But I'm still able to reach that different kind of stimulation. And 
or it's different from for most people because you know guys aren't supposed to be able to do that <laughs> and i think that one of the beauties of it is that yes women too can reach a whole new level of empowerment through this practice i know that the first time i did my female side it felt so empowering to awaken that female energy within myself. And it, it's hard to put in words exactly how it was different, but it was very different and very amazing. I mean, even when I did finally have a female orgasm, well, several, it went throughout every cell of my body. I was, and boys can do that too, but... I think it's more, women are more socialized and trained to really bring that energy into the full body instead of just keeping it in the genitals. A lot of guys are kind of taught and socialized to keep sex down on the penis. <laughs> and boys, you can learn how to bring that energy up into your body and have full body orgasms through these techniques. It is quite incredible. I know Paul's experienced some of this, and I don't know if he did before our training, but he certainly has since. I'll let him kind of chime in on that one. Yeah, that's one of the reasons that I was talking earlier about shifting my focus between my genitals and the rest of my body. And that's one of the things that I do to help encourage a full-body orgasm. And when I experience it, it's it tends to go from my pelvis outwards and go in this wave that goes down my legs and up my torso and out my fingers and down through my toes all at the same time as a wave that goes through my whole body. One of the things that I experience when I have a full body orgasm like that is the length of time that I'm still in the afterglow and get tingles and chills uh, and my body just feels so sensitive to touch and just kind of brimming with energy. And it, it's really different than anything I had experienced before that. And I think that one of the ways that you can train yourself to, to have this kind of an orgasm is by focusing not just on your genitals, but on the rest of your body. And a lot of guys aren't really aware of their secondary erogenous zones and tertiary erogenous zones like women are, but pretty much any part of your body that is real sensitive to touch can be an erogenous zone. And there are the ones that people think of, like the nipples and the balls, but there's also the perineum. I find the armpits, my neck, my ears are all really, really hot erogenous zones. And when you focus on pleasuring 
those parts of your body and not just your cock, it really brings the experience from completely centralized in in your penis to being a more full body experience and as you work towards orgasm like i i feel just chills go up and down my my body as i'm getting closer and closer to orgasm and you don't need to have an orgasm to experience the heightened sense of your whole body but if you do have one when you are really working with your entire body it completely changes the nature of the orgasm another thing that really helps with circulating that sex energy through the body is breath work learning how to breathe deep and and we've talked about the lover's breath when you're getting really close to an orgasm just take a few deep lover's breath type breaths which is forcing air into your lungs real deeply and then sighing the breath out slowly and do that three or four times it will help circulate that energy all through your body and that really can help you reach that full body orgasm when it when and if it occurs but it also helps bring circulate the pleasure throughout your body and paul was talking about some of the other erogenous zones i know for me i can get so off on foot play and having my toes sucked and having my feet touched very lightly and almost well i'm not ticklish at all but when i've tried to do it with others that are they get real <laughs> uh start laughing and they're very ticklish if you have ticklish feet but for me it's like and then to avoid the tickles feeling you just use a little bit more pressure not as lightly i found that for working with people that are ticklish if i just stop for a moment and then say i'm going to change it i'm going to add a little pressure so it's not so ticklish on you and then stroke it with more pressure the ticklish goes away and all of a sudden the receptors start coming alive another concept that i think we should touch on and i'll let paul explain it a little bit more but it's the concept of awakening the kundalini the sleeping serpent within the kundalini is a concept that comes out of the tantric tradition and it is as gigi mentioned it's the sleeping serpent that rests at the base of your spine and as you awaken the kundalini it slowly rises and then moves up through your their, your chakras and a lot of times when you're doing sexual play and you focus 
You can feel the energy building at the base of your spine and coaxing it upwards as you slowly start to build up that sexual energy. And I think that it's better to be aware of it and not try to force it to happen, but just observe it happening. And don't beat yourself up if it doesn't happen for you the first time. Just working with that and you'll over time you'll feel it happening and it's really really powerful when it happens and remember we are talking about sex and sex is one of the more primal energies especially when you're working with the kundalini it's very primal it can't really be directed it's wild observe it let it happen see where it will take you because the kundalini can take you amazing places if you just let go and surrender to it. And I think that's part of mindfulness, is learning the art of surrender. Surrendering your body to pleasures. Surrendering away from reaching a goal and just enjoying the present moment. Let it take you where it will. Surrender's a weird concept. In our culture, we're taught to really go out and achieve our goals and fight and be mighty and win. <laughs> and surrender's looking, looked at as a weak form of weakness, as a way of giving up. And in a way, it is a type of giving up. But when we can surrender... It to our sex, to the primal energies within us, and let them take the reins for a while. It's amazing where you can go with it. Any thoughts on that, Paul? A lot of people think of it as weakness, and to me it takes a tremendous amount of strength to surrender to some of these forces. And it takes trusting. Everyone has a different imagining of God. And some people are, are atheists, and there's nothing wrong with that. If you can look at it as surrendering to a higher power, or you can look at it as surrendering to a more primal version of yourself. But however you imagine it however you experience it, I think that it takes a tremendous amount of strength to do that. I think a lot of people confuse vulnerability for weakness, and I think that because surrendering is an actively vulnerable process, people liken it to weakness, but those two things are not the same thing. But you touch on another concept that's really central to that, and being vulnerable is a part of sexuality. It's opening ourselves up. It's letting that primal force emerge from within us. It's letting a part of ourselves emerge that we usually keep well hidden. And we're socialized to do that in our culture. I think it's one of the things that makes, I remember when I was young, I was so scared to get out on the dance floor because I thought, 
oh, I'm just, and finally when I did, I, I said, okay, I'm going to let myself go and just see where it takes me. And I started dancing, and I love the joy of dancing. It's just a whole, I just let myself get lost in the music and the beat and let myself go. And I thought, if people think I look foolish, big deal. <laughs> and that's a form of vulnerability. It's saying, I'm going to surrender to it and get out on that dance floor and dance. <laughs> Another thing that mindfulness really helps me connect to is gratitude. And I find that by being grateful about the things in my life and being actively grateful about the good things in my life, I am able to bring more of those good things into my life. And I am also able to realize the small miracles that happen to me every day. The taste of a really good orange, or sometimes I'll drink a glass of milk and the taste of the milk will just hit me. But these simple pleasures, a really nice cup of tea, a really good orgasm, like all of these things that people enjoy in their life, but they enjoy it in the moment, and then really don't think back on those things again. I think by connecting to your mindfulness and recognizing how you feel about the things in your life, that you are able to celebrate those things. And I think that it helps bring more good things into your life by the act of celebrating these small victories in daily life. I think another thing that this practice has done for me, I know I used to really just kind of go through life without much purpose or without much direction. And it really gave me more of a direction in life. It also got me, I used to dwell so much on the negative. And it was very unhappy and just had this kind of bad attitude in life. And once I started practicing these things, all of a sudden I, I shifted. My whole mindset shifted into the more positive feelings. It wasn't such, life ceased to become such a drama. <laughs> It ceased to be, I mean, things would happen. Sometimes bad things happen. Life is life. But what occurred within me was this shift of being able to meet what comes up in life and then have the resilience to bounce back into my usual feeling good and compassionate and loving and all the joy of life and not dwelling on the negative things. And sometimes a negative thing used to happen and I'd dwell on it and for sometimes days, weeks, and just go, oh, that motherfucker. 
Look what they did to me. <laughs> Look what happened. <laughs> and I can let that go now and just move on from it and bounce back into really enjoying life. And it's not a forgive thing. It's more a thing of, do I really want the action that occurred that was bad to rob me of that much of my life. And yeah, I'd do take the actions I could with whatever happened, and then I'd let it go. And I think a lot of times we get caught up in worry or anger or many different negative emotions, and we kind of get stuck there. And that's one of the things that mindfulness has done for me is that I don't get stuck there anymore, or not like I used to. <laughs> We're all in a progressive change. It's not something that, oh, I'm done now. It doesn't happen overnight, and I'm still working on my stuff at times where I have to kind of shift gears and get back centered and grounded, but that's part of what this whole process of mindfulness does, is it helps you gain more resilience and bounce back much quicker. Any thoughts, Paul? Yeah, I think that life is a complex process for anyone going through it, and that it there's no one set of, you know, moves that will work for everyone. And I think that one of the key parts of figuring out what works for you is to pay attention because all we can do is observe the way that we are doing things and decide whether it's working for us or it's not. And if it is, keep doing the same thing that's working. And if it isn't, then figuring out what is causing the problem and figuring out the best next step to take and taking those steps to, to change your life. And I think that mindfulness is the best tool that we have for allowing that process to take place. We're at the top of the hour. <laughs> I think for me, my big takeaway here is that mindfulness can bring us to a whole new way of thinking, a whole new way of seeing the world with a much fresher look more healthy look in a way of really transcending. I know that I would get so stuck on some of the negative things. And now I've learned how to really enjoy the pleasures and the ecstasy and this amazing journey that life can become. I've learned how to 
discover what my passions are and follow them and develop them and grow. It's an amazing journey. Any last thoughts? For me, what I come out of this with is that I know that since I started training with you, one of our big focuses has been on mindfulness. And in doing that, I have really discovered parts of myself that had been kind of hidden, some of them in plain sight and some of them a little more solidly. And some of those things were even difficult to look at at times. But through learning about myself and and becoming friends with those parts of myself that I may not have wanted to look at, I've been able to become a version of myself that I like a lot better. And I think that sometimes it can be difficult to take these steps in life, but I think that the in the long run, it is better to do the difficult thing that's going to help you out in the long run than it is to avoid doing the hard thing and then having to beat your head against a brick wall that's never going to move. And I think that mindfulness is a good first step in the process of doing that. On that note, have a good night. Enjoy those nocturnal emissions. Enjoy the pleasures of the flesh. Raise them up. It's a gift that we've all been given to experience our bodies and get in touch with our more primal side and really oh, enjoy where it can take you. Have a good night. Good night. <laughs> I find it interesting that adults in our culture are not provided with informative sexual education. Even married couples don't have access to an adequate sexual education and how to pleasure each other. It's assumed that somehow we will instinctively know all that we need to know about sex. I don't know how you feel about this, but I think there's a better method. I would like to invite you to join me in developing a sex-positive lifestyle with freedom of sexual expression between consenting adults. Join us each week to learn everything sexual. Add your comments about the show and any suggestions you have for future show topics. We would love to hear from you. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you won't miss any episodes. This concludes this edition of Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? 
Sex is the final frontier. So explore everything sexual.